Yo junkies, welcome back to another episode. Have you ever had like trouble with creating your own offer and position your offer in front of the right audience with just right a sales message? Well, I had the chance to interview this amazing legend um, and I want to share this insight with you guys. So before we hit that, let's hit that cue and we can dive into the interview right after this. Yo, this is Sales Fun and Junkie Podcast and I'm your host Shannon. Have you always been on the edge to start your online business or are you stuck on scaling to the next level? You're not alone. About a year ago, I quit my 9 to 5 in pursuit of building my million dollar business. But the problem was, I had zero experience in sales, marketing or business. So the real question is, how would I build my business from scratch without VC funding or debt? This podcast will give you the answers. Come along my journey as I learn, apply and share all online marketing secrets to grow my business using today's best sales funnels. Boom! You know, if I start like that, you know who I have, who I have on the show today, right? He called <laughs> himself, oh no, he, like they call him the offer king. He worked with Russell Bronson at the ClickFunnels headquarters. I think he's got like at least a thousand funnels made under his belt. He like, helped hundreds and thousands of students grow to the One Funnel Way Challenge. He helped so many entrepreneurs build their business help them with the offer creation, the message, and everything regarding funnels. Basically, this is the offer God. You know, <laughs> if you don't know who I have on my show today, man, introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. I, um, uh, I'm very excited for this. I call, I call myself the capitalist pig. You know, that's our well. my little logo here. And, uh, you know, we, I've been building funnels for a long time now, these internet sales funnels. And, and frankly, it started um, out of desperation, you know, and I think a lot of entrepreneurship starts that way. You know, I don't think a lot of people, I mean, not saying that no one does, but most people don't like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur when I grow up. It's like uh, most people are kind of forced into it from life, life situations. And that's kind of what happened to me. And so, um, I went through 34 business tries in five years and, uh, it was a lot. Yeah. Like before we go into, into what you are right now, what, what you've accomplished and how many people you've helped, Let's, yeah. Like you just told, like just going back to the beginning, right? Because I'm in the beginning phase. I'm trying to do like juggle all these balls around. And you said you went through 34 like opportunities. Are they like mm-hmm. legit just, uh, let's say, opportunities or are they just funnels that you're trying to build out of like the thin air? It was 34 actual tries um, and businesses. So it was a lot. It was a lot of failures um, for a lot of years. And um, I remember a uh, I don't know why I had a hard time owning the fact that I wanted to be an entrepreneur for a long time because I didn't want to, I had a lot of money, false beliefs. Money's going to change me. It's going to turn me into a jerk. You know, money's going to make me this person that I don't want to be. And it wasn't for a while. I mean, it it took me a while to realize that money is, uh, it's just an amplifier. Whatever it is that I currently, whatever it is that I truly am inside, it will, it will literally accelerate that. So if I'm a poor jerk, I will be a rich jerk. You know? yeah. And uh, you know, the opposite is true too. If I want to go help people, I don't have to wait to be rich in order to, make, in order to help people. You can do that when you're poor, right? But yeah. then when you start making money, you find that those are the people who have just amplified how much they can help. Um, and so and, I went, yeah. go ahead. Can I keep going? Go going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, when I first got started, you know, my wife and I, we got married and, and I couldn't feed her. And uh, she was eating one meal a day. And I called my dad and 
I was in college full time, couldn't really have a job much. And I, I called my dad and I was like, Hey, can you, uh, f- float us some money? You know, and I'll, I'll, uh, if you float me some money, that'd be awesome. I'll pay you back as soon as the student loan comes in. And, uh, cause we had student loans coming, but they weren't coming for a while. And he, he <laughs> these words are just burned in my, in my brain. Son, no. He said, if I will give you this money now, you will not exhaust resources you didn't know you had. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, it sucked that he was saying that, but I understood what he was doing at the same time. And I was like, that's okay. That's but cool. Did, Challenge accepted, right? And then I went and tried a whole bunch of businesses. <laughs> but did you, like, kind of uh, knew from the start, like, when he said no? Or, like, did after the thought he said no, it's like, after a while, he's oh, that's why he said no. No, I kind of got it when he was saying it. He always taught me to work. I, I worked a lot of labor jobs when I was a teenager. I, he taught me to work hard. Um, so yeah, when he said it, I was like, I get it. I get where you're going. You're, you're telling me to embrace the suck just a little bit <laughs> and lead into it and feel the, feel the heat and go for it. And funny enough, you know, it put me in an environment, put me in a situation where I had to do things I was not naturally comfortable doing. Yeah. And that was the blessing. I was like, what? I didn't know I was capable of getting on the phone and trying to call some, you know, uh, close somebody. I didn't know I was capable of, and that's one of the biggest beauties of entrepreneurship is the development you're required to go through in order to play the game. Yeah. And I know, you know? that you, you say on, on a one funnel of eight challenge as well, that like entrepreneurship is the best uh, self-development course out there. And yeah. I've, like, I've been in this journey in one year. And I just look back at that, even though I'm not financially where I am, but like sure. the mind sh- shift, like the mindset shift that I had, I was like, no way, <laughs> you know? So yeah. that's, that's amazing. And like you told, like, like you just said, yeah, like um, a lot of money problems, conflicts that you needed to overcome. Um, yeah. I know that you had like problems speaking and talking to, you were kind of shy. Really? Like, yeah, very yeah. shy. So um, how did you even overcome? come like overcame that hurdle to you know what let me be this loud let me be, <laughs> <laughs> let me you know let me yeah I do. Um, it's funny because when I was in high school and I was graduating I barely graduated I got I got D's in all English science math foreign language I mean I was mercy graduated I think they yeah. could just tell that I was kind of just you know trying to be a good kid and they're like oh he'll, he'll figure it out just get him out of here but like I don't think I really qualified to graduate in some cases so um but uh so I graduated and when I was graduating my final year this teacher brought me to the side and she goes Stephen I'm so excited for you and I was like why she goes I can hear you I was like what she I, I can I can hear you yeah what do you mean? She goes, well, when you first showed up, I couldn't hear you. I didn't, you're so quiet and so shy and your voice, the way you'd speak would be like in the middle of your throat and you wouldn't open your mouth. No one could hear you. I can hear you. And I wasn't even self-aware of this. And so when she said it, it kind of shook me and I was like, holy cow. And I became self-aware of the fact that I had a massive inhibitions speaking to especially adults or even peers if they were my age or older, I had a hard time talking to them. And so when Russell, when I finally got to his event and I was kind of bootstrapping my way there, I was trading funnels for plane tickets and funnels for hotel nights and funnels for the event because I didn't have any money. I was like, I'm going to get creative and try and solve this. And it worked. And so I remember I walked on into that event and 
the first thing he does is he says, you all need to publish. And I was like, no, what else he got? <laughs> I will not listen. No, yeah. I'll do everything else you say. And it's funny now because um, I have, you know, probably like over five, 600 episodes. You know? <laughs> and it was, uh, it was the act of publishing that taught me how to speak. It's really interesting. Awesome. And because I'm struck, I'm, I'm going to be flat out. I'm very honest with myself and, and yeah. knowing my truths. Like I've, in the beginning, I was like, cool, I will just publish, have awesome guests on, 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 on my podcast. Talk. Sure. But then again, like when I do like the solo uh, episode, I was like, okay, what, what content do I have to put out there? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you like, at least, I know that you had like a lot, a lot of in the beginning, you yeah. guests as well, but how did you, when you don't have guests, guests on your podcast, how did you know what content or like at least what to eat? publish you know there's several themes that i follow when i'm publishing and just for everyone who watches or listens to this the reason i do so much content creation is because um all belief is upheld by story right it, it's all held by story and so when you're talking to a potential customer you have to get them to believe right that what you're selling them will actually help them and as long as it does i'm totally fine with people doing this and so a, have a great solution, have a great product, you know. Yeah. But then you can go in and start publishing and talking. You know, you think back to like World War II times. Yeah. Whole nations were being controlled by the content they consumed. Yeah. And you think about the power of that. And so I do, we do the same thing to markets. That's why I publish so much. I'll, I'll create content and I target it at a certain market. So it's not just publishing for publishing's sake anymore. It started that way because I needed it to learn my voice. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so when it comes to like content creation, there's several different themes I tend to follow. I'll ask myself like, <clears throat> um, you know, what, what am I currently struggling with in my business right now and how am I going to try to go solve it, right? And then I'll just tell that episode. That's, yeah. here's what I'm currently going into. Because the thing that people like struggle with with content is they're like, I'm not an expert yet. I have nothing to say. Why would they listen to me? Exactly. But honestly, if you wait to be like this rock star you know, multi-deca millionaire person, and then you start publishing, you're way less believable. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's actually a gift to start publishing when you're not there yet. Cause then you say, follow me on the journey yeah. rather than look how good I am. Right. And no one wants to consume that. That's, that's yeah. weird. Anyway. That makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, they just and document the journey. And I'm like, what am I struggling with? Um, I'll do like little sideways webinars in the episodes. They don't know yeah. I'm doing that, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that's that's yeah. amazing, man. <laughs> like, um, so let's go more into because I know that uh, time is from from the essence right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. So I'm about I'm very uh, strategic. I think that's my 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 strong points. So let's mm -hmm. dive into more strategic part of uh, offer creations, and then we can at the end we can just dig into more in some tactics and give away to the audience, right? So yeah. offer creation. I know you have. First, like I like this the same belief for at least now eleven months. That okay. funnel sales funnels is rates like pages after pages, upsell, downsell, cross sells after each other, right? But yeah. I know that you you I think last week one of the last episode what sales funnel I think that was the last episode of your podcast. You literally explained what a sales funnel is. Can you also explain it this uh, today as well? Yeah, absolutely. So sales funnel, um, funny enough, like, you know, this is one of the best ways to 
to describe it. A, a sales funnel is nothing more than a message and an offer. That's it. And what's cool about that is, you know, you think about, and, and in that episode, I think I said this also, like the first funnel ever was the first caveman to trade like a, a rock for a fish, you know, or whatever it was. Yeah. That's, click funnels did not invent funnels. Um, those have been around since the first thing was sold ever, right? So I always tell people like, I don't have a sales funnel. I'm like, if you've sold anything ever to anyone ever at any price, at any time, you had a funnel. But the thing is that most people don't create their sales message and their offer and the relationship between how they work together. They don't create it with like intent. And so their funnel sucks. <laughs> yeah. The more modern way to do this is to take your, your message and your offer and put that into a series of pages on the internet. And it's a very powerful method of delivering a funnel. But I can stand on a stage and have a message and an offer and I'm the funnel. You know what I mean? Instead of me doing that, I just want to automate me doing that and put it on pages on the internet. Awesome. And I know that's, that's the first part. You have a sales message, you have to offer. So let's dive into your core uh, uh, strengths, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How, how can, um, because I know that from an uh, uh, offer creation standpoint, there's like a core problem. So how can someone just starting out or like in the beginning of, of their journey. Okay. What's my core problem? No, what's, how can I figure that out to build a core offer? Yeah. It's a perfect question. Honestly. Um, you know, it's interesting that when you think about it, like, um, and you're not really taught this in school, but the, this is the reality. Why, why do teachers get paid like so little usually, you know, you think about that and you're like, how come a grocery store bagger gets paid so little, yeah. you know, and you think about this, um, our wallets, uh, how much money we make has a direct correlation to the types of problems that we solve. And so what I do, and I, right over there, actually I have a, um, it's, I call it my problems whiteboard. We got a bunch of stuff left over from my last event just stacked yeah. in the corner of the room. So you can't really see right now, <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, so what I do over there, I have something called a problems whiteboard and on my problems whiteboard, I just list whatever problems are on my mind. And people sometimes have thought that, are you trying to solve all those? That's actually not it. What I do is I'll wake up and I don't know why, but as soon as I wake up, my, my head turns on early. <laughs> and if I start thinking, I will not go back to sleep. Um, cause I just can't. And so I'll think about different problems and I'll think about the things that the, you know, the issues people are dealing with and I go write it on the problems whiteboard. The second step for me to do is to go rank the problem. Not all problems pay you the same, right? Like the person putting the groceries in the bag, they don't get paid that much because that's not a very valuable problem. Um, so what I do is I look through my problems whiteboard and I will think through what the most valuable problems are. Not just, not just for the customer, but for me, right? I want to find a problem where there's this, this two way relationship where it's really valuable if I was to solve it for them, but also it, I could charge a lot for it. Yeah. And this is like a huge deal because a lot of people will look at it just the other way and say, I need to go solve this problem. Yeah. Is it going to pay? This customer, I'm looking to serve this person. Start thinking through the problems they're experiencing while they're, you know, oh man, I know you want to go hit that goal. And as you've been moving, these are the problems you've been hitting, write those down yeah. and then start going through and listing out like, okay, these are the types of things. If I was to solve it, I think it would 
be this much money or this much money or this much money. The, the actual offer creation formulas, is, they're, they're rather extensive. There's a lot of them. But yeah, uh, I know. That's, that's the core, great. though, of, of the foundation for all of them. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's a great, great way to put it, at least at the time that we have for now. I know yeah. I, I need to bring you back on it to finish this. But before we finish things off, um, what um, we talked about the mindset, like overcoming beliefs, um, yeah. content is your power, even to this day, to keep publishing to get yeah. either your voice out or at least like people would have, um, mm -hmm. get your voice on the internet, get like, get your standpoint. Right. Um, so we went into uh, the offer creation, like a semi template. Um, so now I want to close this off with how can someone just starting out, um, not at least making money online, but how can someone just start out and at least make some progress uh, on his journey for 2020? How can someone start out and make some progress quickly? Yeah. I think when somebody learns that, um, you know, I love the internet obviously, yeah. but it's also a distraction. Yeah. Um, if you think about like, like, like back in the day, what did old school dead rich marketers have to go do to sell their products? If you study their lives and what they physically had to go do, yeah. like remove the internet, get rid of the internet, watch the campaigns that they were forced to run yeah. and write them down. And then when you add the internet, it's very powerful. What's funny today is that people think that marketing is putting a post on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's not marketing. No. Um, the marketing is the act of changing beliefs with the intent of a sale. But how do you actually go and, and do that? How do you deliver marketing? And you do that through campaigns. And so I, I always believe that when somebody, has, um, when somebody has desires to go serve a certain marketplace or whatever, um, Right, just kind of like we walked through before. Got to have major clarity on who you serve, yeah. the problems that they're experiencing. Figure out which one you're going to serve or solve, and make an offer out of it. All right. Then what I'm going to go do is create some stories around it um, that will help change beliefs. So they're like, "Oh man, that really is a good, awesome solution you've provided me." But the last piece, the most important piece, is the one that people get so. The rest of it's like, "Oh, I can see how that works. Oh, that's a nice little treat, you know, a tweak or, or trick or hack or whatever." But real marketers study campaigns, yeah. not Facebook campaigns. Facebook's destroying the term campaign. Yeah. What did the old campaigns, these old school dead rich marketers, what were they doing? Study how to do that. Cause there's these, these multi-series mini events that they would go set up. They would just keep building sales pressure. Kind of like Hollywood does for a movie, yeah. right? They haven't lost the touch. Um, and then add the internet and it's super powerful. Awesome. So I would, I would do that. Guys, listen up. Uh, I, I hope you got at least your pen and a notepad. Otherwise, <laughs> rewind back to, to the beginning because this was so powerful, even though we, had, we didn't have enough time to go through the whole uh, process. But Takes this a couple is, days. <laughs> yeah, you know. So uh, I strongly suggest, I know that uh, uh, Steve will speak at the Funnel Hacking Live in January, and I know his uh, own event in September, uh, upcoming September, like next September, how yeah. you can say it. Um, so Steve, I got like one more question for you, like the last one or two, what is, uh, two for today, the best skill that someone can develop to start, uh, yeah, to, 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 to start this entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. Funny enough, uh, storytelling, storytelling, uh, that right there. Yeah. Best skill ever because I'm a good storyteller. I have, I can have D and C level funnel building skills, yeah. you know, which I don't, but you know, that's the power yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I, I do have D and C level paid traffic skills, but because I can tell story, it's fine. 
It's yeah, awesome. And where can people find you? Like, I know it's all over the internet, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, stevejlarson.com is kind of the uh, the hub for everything. Awesome, you guys, listen up. Thank you for listening up to another Sales Funnel Junkie podcast. You were with the man himself, the offer God, the offer King. <laughs> up to the next one, guys. Bye bye. Awesome. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> Yo guys, thank you for listening to another Sales Funnel Junkie podcast and I know most of you guys are wondering what and how can a Sales Funnel help me grow and get my next business to the next level. Well, not long ago I joined a program that helped me in 30 days understand all the basics that I need to know to get my Sales Funnel uh, knowledge on track and on point. So go to bit.ly forward slash 30 days to prosperity once again bit.ly forward slash 30 days to prosperity to get enrolled into the challenge right now